you know, Apple is all about your privacy. And I uh, just want to say that. And then, of course, the next day, there's lawsuits filed against <laughs> Apple for the FaceTime um, spyware that uh, a 14-year-old discovered about FaceTime uh, can absolutely be turned on by third party, even just a lay person, um, in order to spy on you with your microphone and camera. And it was a 14-year-old who discovered this, and now, of course, they've turned out, supposedly turned off that capability, and there's all these lawsuits impending. The day after uh, Tim Cook comes out and says, we, we protect your privacy. And also on top of that, um, I, this happened to me. Literally, inadvertently, I was, um, last year I was making a call to somebody. I was like, oh, I'll just try them on FaceTime. Yeah. And it didn't seem like they were answering. And I don't know if I hit third party, third party caller because I guess that's how this whole spy thing can happen. I hit, I must've hit the third party, whatever. I did and my friend was, and I just was like, hey, hey, to my friend. And she was like, how did you like patch into my phone? How did you patch and in? Recorded. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know I what, what you're talking it. about. And so this actually happened to me inadvertently. So this is absolutely real, this FaceTime glitch, glitch, uh, spyware thing. And so that's why, um, uh, that's why I'm doing that in the giveaway this month. So that's my plug about the giveaway, folks. If you want to donate other ways to the channel, you can do so below. There's other links to do so if you don't want to be a patron. But I am next week going to start interfacing with my patrons. I thought I would do Discord, but I think I'm going to do um, live stream um, instead for patrons. So people who are patrons will get an opportunity once a week to do a live stream with me where we can exchange uh, chat with each other. That'll be great. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, here we go. Um, I'm going to start with the, I have to get back into this whole um, infanticide bill because it is so huge what's happening. We had it passed in New York, you know, 10 days ago now by Governor Cuomo and big celebration there, uh, you know, just, you know, lighting up the whole city in this really weird, creepy ritual. But now we have the Virginia governor wanting to support it as well, him coming out and talking on, on TV, as well as Kathy Tran, who has been supporting the bill, um, HB 2491. It's called the uh, Reproductive Health Act. And she's on uh, camera basically being questioned um, by a Congress member saying, if the if there is a baby who is actually born, can you kill the you know can you kill the baby? Basically, uh, that the baby is already you know either about to be born or literally born, and they're saying yes. Kathy Tran had to say to the yes. There's nothing in the bill that says you can't do that. Now, folks, this is a giant uh, development in the eugenics program as well as the organ trafficking the blood trafficking, the, uh, the, the coming total control of human reproduction and just the human population in, in the world, but in this country, rapidly coming. Because if they can now say we can commit infanticide against children, if we want to, because they'll say right now that it's a woman's right. Okay, so if it's a woman's right, what if the baby is a girl and she's a full-term baby? Does she not have the same rights as, as, as that woman to say, this is my body, my choice, I don't want to be murdered? Um, basically, what they're doing is they're, going, they're saying right now that the mother is going to have the opportunity to, to kill this child that is born 
but soon they won't, that woman won't have the right. And it will be decided by the death panels that are already written into Obamacare. And it will be decided by the ethics boards that are already existing that will uh, determine by biomedical research and uh, uh, DNA uh, mandated research who lives and dies, and it'll become the Logan's Run Society. But more horrifying than that is they get, they're gonna, there's gonna be quotas. There's going to be, uh, this is predictive, um, they're getting us ready. So in the future, the medical establishment will have absolute control over your childbirth experience. They already do. Um, even in places where they're doing home births, I know the state of Oregon now is now putting out there that even people that give birth at home and stay totally away from hospitals, uh, they're mandating that the state must come in and investigate your child, do so for however many years they decide, must, must uh, come and be part, uh, and legally the state has the right to come and be part of that um, uh, birthing, not the birth, but afterwards, soon after, to inspect your baby, your home, your parenting, all of this. Now, this is just a very small piece of it because we get into blood, bo body parts, tissue, research, um, cloning, the whole nine yards is involved in this, not to mention the sale of baby parts by medical institutions. Now, we know that, um, that they can get uh, sometimes up to I believe uh, half a million dollars for uh, the organs that a, that a baby, that a full-term baby would have. So say they um, get a woman to sign off, oh, there's something wrong with your baby, there's something wrong, there's something wrong. Sign it off, they then um, uh, keep the baby alive, steal its organs, then kill it. It's not like, oh, my baby, is, you know, has, you know, some horrible uh, genetic disease, okay, it's gonna be a horrible life for them, um, we will put them to death, please give my baby back to me in a nice little baby coffin so I can go bury it in my family plot. That's not gonna be the case, folks, no. It's we're gonna keep your baby for medical research, just like they do at the vet. If you have a, a cat that has, who they deem has rabies because they shot it with rabies, and then the cat obviously has rabies because it was just shot up with rabies. They don't let you take that cat. No, there's like, we're gonna dismember the cat, we're gonna take the brain and we're gonna send it to the, you know, to the Center for Medical Research. And that's the same tale they're gonna tell you about your baby. And that's the game plan behind all of this. It is to do with big pharma. It has to do with Planned Parenthood. It has to do with the sale and trafficking of body parts. Now I've talked to you uh, uh, yesterday about the uh, the man that um, David Deladen that Kamala Harris went after uh, for going into uh, secretly video um, the director Dr. Mary Gatter. She's the medical director, one of the medical directors at Planned Parenthood, and uh, she was caught on tape saying all kinds of stuff that um, made it clear that they were manipulating abortions in order to get, uh, to be able to sell fetal tissue, et cetera. And um, in mid-January, I believe it was on the 19th, a judge did deem that these videos were valid, that they were real, 
and um, that this was valid under undercover reporting. And so we had Project Veritas and others speaking out uh, to support this because what Project Veritas has done has been amazing in exposing what Planned Parenthood is doing behind the scenes in the sale and participation of sale of body parts. And I'm gonna just jump in there over there a bit to talk about, so yes, okay. You can sell, you know, behind the scenes, there's baby sales all the time for pregnant women that, you know, they either decide beforehand they make it these movies about it like uh uh what was it juno that movie where the girl's like oh i think i want to give the baby up for adoption and they're like well we'll pay for your education and it's also friendly to help a woman who can't give birth but no this is big market baby sales massively we know it's happening internationally that's why russia won't allow the adoption um internationally of babies uh, there's a huge, of course, the huge Asian market for selling off babies and especially girl children. It's when you see adopted children from China, they're almost always girls, right? And of course, China had the forced sterilization, the forced abortions. Okay. This is what's coming for America. And this ties in with, it's going to tie in, of course, they're going to target, um, the populations they don't want to, uh, have large populations of anymore. And in the current climate, that does look like uh, white people, people of European descent, uh, targeting uh, lower income people for this baby sale situation. And of course, on the, on the open market for a full-term baby, you can get upwards of 250, 300,000 for different babies, depending what they look like, their genetic makeup. Um, and then the organs, you can get even more than that for uh, in the open market. And then the, the hospitals will be making hand over fist. All this money in um, killing babies, taking their organs and selling them and having it be legal through HB 2491 brought to us by the wonderful Kathy Tran. Now, this is disgusting. The governor um, went on, on uh, was interviewed on TV talking about this, saying, Oh no, this is completely a compassionate thing. This is, men shouldn't have anything to say about the rights of a woman with her body, um, even though there's a whole other grown full body involved in this and it's called a baby. So this circles into Planned Parenthood and I'm going to talk about here a project, uh, project Progress 2050. All of this stuff is interconnected. It's so amazing once you just start researching and making the connections, you see how connected it is. So Maya Harris, this is Kamala Harris's sister. She was Clinton, uh, uh, she was, um, well, she's a, was a, a, an employee of John Podesta really for a long time. She worked in the Hillary Clinton campaign as a senior policy advisor, okay? And she also worked since 2013 for um, CAP, which is the Center for American Progress founded by John Podesta in 2003. Excuse me. And she, so the Center for American Progress is hugely about everything to do with the social justice warrior scam the globalization scam, the Agenda 2030 scam, the replacement population uh, agenda, and what they call Progress 2050 is actually a plan to um, have there be no dominant racial group in the United States, okay? 
Now I told you the other day about the, you know, Reverend Moon and the Moonies and this thing about um, everything must be interracial. Every television show we see now, it's all interracial couples, nothing wrong with it, but they have an abnormal disproportionate reality on television pre-programming us to say this is what we're supposed to do is be interracial. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, as I said. However, they have an agenda to create one race. They don't want differentiation. They don't want bloodlines. Then that's the other part of it. Bloodlines, blood. I'm going to circle back and talk about what it means, what blood is, why it's so important, why they drink it, why there's a vampire whole subculture um, that literally is through the transfusion of, of baby blood, the drinking of, of baby blood, all of that disgusting stuff that we've talked about in so many different ways. And, you know, John Podesta and all of his creepy uh, pedo stuff and all of that. And John Podesta was the founder of CAP, the Center for American Progress. Maya Harris, Kamala Harris's sister, big in the Center for American Progress. Now, very interestingly, we just had the Center for American Progress, their new president, her name, um, what's her name? Let's see. Well, actually, I'll stick with Maya Harris here for a second. So when she joined in October of 2013, um, they were so thrilled because they announced that Harris just joined them um, as a senior fellow and that she would work on, this is before she became Hillary Clinton's policy advisor in the 2016 campaign. At that time, they said Harris will work with CAP's economic policy team, Progress 2050, and the center's new women's initiative, the Fair Shot Campaign, to harness the economic power of women and people in color to lift these communities to the center of our policy debates in Washington and around the country. Well, you could say they definitely have um, succeeded. So, Neera Tandon is the new president, okay, and she's the one that announced that that CAP, the Center for American Progress, founded by, founded by John Podesta, they would put an all-out boycott against Starbucks coffee now that Harold Schultz said that he would run as an independent. And folks, this is about breaking the two-party tyranny. I, don't, I, I do not want Howard Schultz to be president, absolutely not. He's a complete globalist. Uh, completely for the uh, Paris Accords, the, the global um, sustainability initiatives, all of the Agenda 21 stuff, hugely. Uh, and so no, 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 no. However, running as an independent uh, is important for the breaking up of the two-party uh, duopoly. And, and I will never say we can't have an independent run. That will take votes away from whoever, no. No, it's time to get over that. It's time to move forward and have a multi-party uh, base um, of, of options. That's how it was supposed to be in our constitutional republic. So getting back to Maya Harris. So uh, she came out of the Ford Foundation. She was on the board of trustees of the Ford Foundation. I believe the Ford Foundation is a huge, uh, is a big donor, has been a big donor of Kamala Harris's campaigns. Um, and of course, um, under her leadership, the, the foundation launched, CAP launched its first LGBT rights initiative, uh, uh, and they did all the voting stuff. They tried to uh, support emerging organization in the, uh, organizations in the global south. 
that are reshaping the global human rights agenda. Okay, so this is this is just the entire the entire creepy uh, list for that. So let's move into who funds CAP. You won't be surprised, okay? Any of you who follow this channel, um, CAP is funded by. CAP is funded by, sorry, I have a bunch of different notes here. Um, all right, well, let's start, okay. Ding, ding, ding. So they're, they're, they're remember how they talked about um, at Davos this year, how we must have these nonprofit organizations being primary, no more uh, making profit off of our sustainability goals, all these uh, non-governmental organizations must be in control. Well. CAP is a, is a uh, non-profit, right? And they have a CAP action fund, okay? And what Washington Post said, um, they char characterize CAP as the number one liberal think tank in DC, okay? And um, yeah, and so Maya Harris has been not only an advisor to Hillary Clinton, but a longtime confidant as well. So I wanna get to the... Um, to who funds cap it's all the usual uh criminals sorry I, I hate when i have these little blurps of uh of my notes here i wish i had time to organize them better for you all okay so the number one donor is apple what you gotta be kidding me not apple and just as an aside kamala harris's number one donor is alphabet google okay so Google is also one of the highest donors for CAP. All right, interesting. And also the embassy of the United Arab Emirates. The embassy, huh, interesting. Remember all that, all that research that came out uh, in the last year or two about the trafficking through the embassies, the use of the, um, the privilege uh, to go through customs through embassies, uh, interesting, United Arab Emirates, very deep state, very, very Hillary Clinton connected. And also the United Arab, Arab Emirates uh, were the ones that benefited from Facebook hiring people to use its own private research VPN, a backdoor VPN that tracked through iPhones. Okay, this is the connection between them all. We just saw Facebook have off the hook revenues, right? Since George Soros bought up all that stock and then uh, Zuckerberg kept dumping, dumping and then all of a sudden stopped and turned around him and Chan and said, oh, nope, we're not selling. And then they just made tons and tons of money in this quarter. Uh, interesting, interesting. Peter Thiel, big Facebook guy. Ambrosia, blood, children, uh, you know, craziness. Okay, so... Anyway, so the United Arab Emirates uh, were the ones that hired Facebook to get this information through their VPN, and they hacked into iPhones. They used this um, cyber supercomputer weapon called Karma, and it literally just gave them all their information against their foes, against their opponents, um, for just this whole, you know, cyber warfare uh, intelligence um, deep state stuff. So. So while we have Tim Cook saying, we're not gonna allow violent conspiracy theorists 
uh, on our app store, meaning InfoWars and other apps, um, you have literally this backdoor uh, FaceTime spyware. You have um, all of this stuff going on behind the scenes. Now, getting back to to where I was there with with Cap and their and who funds them. Microsoft would be the other one. What? Oh my gosh, he doesn't love uh, vaccination population control. All of these people are in the massive Agenda 2030 initiative for total um, depopulation, and we know that uh, we know that uh, that uh, Bill Gates, uh, Warren Buffett. Back in 2009, they all got together in New York. Um, all the George Soros, David Rockefeller, all the big ones got together and decided, yes, we're going forward with depopulation. This is how we're going to do it. A total secretive meeting, which maybe I can get into a little bit here. It involved uh, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Oprah Winfrey, um a secret new york city population control summit this was back in spring of 2009 and uh, i was totally blacked out by the media of course and um they got together at the home of sir paul nurse a british nobel prize biochemist and the president of rockefeller university all right and i'm getting a, too much aside i'll get i'll get back to it because that's what this bill um, the Reproductive Health Act is all about, and it gets worse because it's really about, it's becoming a sort of a Jupiter ascending moment where it's literally about harvesting human, um, hu humans, harvesting humans for the elite. Uh, that is what this is, folks. So we also have, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe it, the Open Society Foundations. That's George Soros, the, number, the other big funder of CAP, as well as the, Nas uh, the National Education Association and the Rockefeller Foundation. Oh, wow, amazing. So very, I'll just go into a side about the National Education Association because when we look at what's going on right now, we have the Daily Gazette article coming out now. Now they're saying that in the UK, as well as what's coming here, is that that teachers now are being asked, okay, to recognize transgender possible children as young as six, okay? And so now we have, this year we have 74 children from the ages of six to 16 becoming, uh, getting transitioned, medically transitioned. These are underage being made to do so, possibly because they think so, but maybe they're just being advised to do so, right? I've talked before, there was way back in the late 70s, early 80s, the book, The Transsexual Empire by Jan Raymond. It foresaw all of this, okay? We even have gay men trying to get into Alpha Kappa Alpha. I've been talking about Alpha Kappa Alpha, uh, Kamala Harris's sorority, the very uber elite sorority um, that came out of originally Spelman College. That was funded by a Rockefeller, okay? And now we know everybody in the world belongs to this sorority practically. I haven't checked to see if her sister Maya is, but you know, all these honorary members uh, HRC declined when she found out it had to be exclusive. 
but Michelle Obama is one, um, and all these great writers, you know, Maya Angelou, Toni Morrison, these people that are icons um, are part of this because they have to get the respectability of, of the few in order to um, behind the scenes get their jobs and their agendas done. So this is who funds CAP, and CAP is the one going to go after the Howard Schultz campaign as an independent and uh, go against um, uh, Starbucks in this major uh, boycott. Now, okay, that is all that that is. I, I wanna get into here because I'm almost at 30 minutes, just the issue of blood and what it means. Now, there's, you know, I believe it's the Jehovah's Witnesses that believe that you can't get blood transfusions, okay, that they will rather die from a disease than get a blood transfusion. I'm pretty sure that's the Jehovah's Witnesses and or I, that's the Seventh-day Adventists or is that the Mormons? Anyway, I think it's the Jehovah's Witnesses that can't get blood transfusions because they believe it is corruption by blood, okay? Now, that God gave us our blood and we're supposed to um, keep it, <laughs> you know, that it, we don't want to corrupt it with others. Now, uh, no doubt transfusions are life-saving things for people in car accidents, people in massive, you know, issues. But now we have the likes of um, the big techers like Peter Thiel, who um, looked into investing in Ambrosia, which is now up online and functioning um, in four locations out of uh, Monterey, California, selling at $8,000 a pop transfusions for old people to get young people's blood supposedly teenagers with their parents consent who can go and give these transfusions now how long do you think it's going to go from it being legal to take baby's blood uh for these babies due to be terminated um to be it already is i'm sure i'm sure in the fine print of this bill it already says we can take the blood and we can do whatever we want with it um, it probably says we can take the baby and do whatever we want with it while it's still alive. And we know, to me, this sounds like legalizing on the books of uh, ritual abuse, of um, the use of babies for whatever. Uh, that's where it's headed if it's not already there. And so we have this thing by the corruption of blood. I've talked about the corruption of blood in the sense of multi-generational uh, genocide authoritarian personalities through the uh through the you know the dynasty bloodlines and the people that are all interrelated by blood and how they've proven and shown to be a menace and, and threat to all of humankind through their desire to oppress exterminate uh depopulate the planet uh by use of their uh, money to buy the warfare necessary to achieve global dominance and control of the entire planet and that and back um i think it was out of hammurabi's code there was this issue of corruption by blood and that it meant that if you show have shown that you have this problem in your bloodline that you may not hold any office you may not um be in charge of anything important in society and you know when it gets to this vampirism, this feeding on others' blood, which is going to come from this bill, that is where we look at the fact that we can clean our own blood, okay? There are multiple ways to do blood purification, and I'm actually gonna do a video on it at some point soon, 
to talk about this obsession with blood and why it's another one of these synthetic ways of stealing life force instead of generating it yourself through your own activity, through your own spirituality, through your own commitment to health and this beautiful vessel that was given to us um, by our creator. And, and that you can purify your blood in multiple ways very naturally, hence why they had the inquisition, the killing off of everybody who knew all of these natural methods, but we still know many of them and I will do a video soon on it so that people can purify their own blood um, and, and stay healthy and not have to go uh, to the vampire clinic. Um, and you know, folks, you know, I'll just say again, uh, carbon 60 is an incredible, incredibly helpful um, uh, tool in that toolbox for helping to purify the blood. So, okay, we're at 31 minutes. Um, I'm gonna throw out there just a couple tidbits. I wanted to go into all of the stuff with the IG report. It's very exciting to have at least this little smidgen coming out from Michael Horowitz, a summary saying that they have found that, oh, shocker, three high-level FBI officials colluded, lied, and framed up, uh, you know, um, that they used, that they used um, their positions, okay, to hire a and an outside contractor, most likely Fusion GPS, Nelly Orr, the whole bit, um, three FBI officials, hmm, Comey, McCabe, uh, Strzok, um, to set up uh, false evidence for these FISA warrants. Now, that's the nutshell version, and um, we all know where it's heading, okay? We had Roger Stone come out today and do a press release in Washington basically saying to the public, and it, going on Fox News, going on other places, hardly anyone's going to carry it, but he said, we all know that Mueller, you know, Mueller and Ro Rosenstein, you know, were, are guilty of all the stuff to do with Uranium One. There's so many things to look into in their roles in thwarting the Clinton investigations, all of this stuff. Uh, we need to release FISA. And the other thing is that, of course, Donna Brazil, I believe also an Alpha Kappa Alpha member, um, she said, we destroyed, they destroyed the server. The, the, the server has been destroyed. However, Roger Stone, through discovery, now that he actually is charged, um, can demand access to the server for discovery in his own defense. And that could be the behind the scenes, 3D chess thing, 5D, triple D, mega D chess, that having him indicted gets the discovery through the server um, happening. Now this should have already happened with a million other indictments that have already come out. Uh, but his specifically, because his crimes are supposedly very connected to that server, uh, should give them access to discovery from the Clinton email server, the DNC server. Now, you know, everybody knows Mueller. He's been involved in every single uh, deep state crime back to 1980. You know, he's just like the uber, uber, blue blood, uh, New York, super old money, um, perfect cleaner upper. Now, everything from Noriega to both, you know, the, the banks, the VCCI, and then it was, um, you know, it became HSBC with Comey and Bonsall um, doing their cleanups at HB HSBC, the massive money laundering with the Clinton Foundation. 
uh, Whitey Bulger, uh, 9-11, the Bin Laden family whisked out of, uh, out of the country, uh, Fast and Furious, huge in involvement in Fast and Furious, and um, the IRS, Tea Party scandals, all of this, okay, very, very interesting. I was watching, um, well, I, I don't have time. I'll, I'll do it next time. Okay, so we, we know this. We know this. But this is all leading up to Discovery, and the IG report puts it out there. We know that President Trump has the absolute right to uh, disclose FISA, to, to let it out, declassify. And when the AG Whitaker, standing OG, came out the other, uh, AG came out the other day and said, we're almost wrapping up. We're, we're wrapping up the Mueller investigation. Should be over soon. And it was like, oh, oh my God, I can't believe I just said that kind of thing. Um, it was kind of like, okay, you know, put, putting that out there, letting that get kind of known. And once the Mueller investigation does conclude, the FISA can be uh, declassified. If it's done before then, it could be kind of funky for, for President Trump. But I believe that they are doing it specifically this way. And that Mueller, even though he is an absolute deep state, deep state total scumbag for like four decades, uh, I believe is is uh, is being controlled in this way to reveal this information, as disgusting as he is. So, where will I go? Will I go any further? I don't think so. I think I've covered a lot, um, folks. It is the last day of the month. I just want to say you are free. Thank you for supporting the channel. Uh, if you want to donate, Pennsylvania, which is the kingpin of the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, which is the court of our nation, not the U.S. corporation. So he's going after the big boys, the guys who funded and created an illegal Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Illegal because they were bribed. The senators and congressmen were bribed to appoint them. Well, this was done uh, just uh, days within where Whitaker announced that Mueller's investigation was coming to an end. So they th I, I think they thought, okay, now's the time to drop the hammer. And according to Sue Webb and Tom Hennigan, the second the Mueller investigation is over, he stops getting he stops getting a million dollars a month and he gets indicted by a military court. Well, he's just keeping it going just to, to save his own skin. But I think that that's coming to an end. Yeah, saving his skin is coming to an end because the head of the SS his daddy, or head of the Gestapo, his daddy, Heinrich Mueller, it's, the Nazi days are coming to an end. Same with Rosenstein, granddad, head of the SS. Maybe he's made a deal behind the scenes for uh, to uh, lessen his, uh, his uh, severity of how charges. I think they're just gonna, they don't put elites in jail. They're just gonna, okay. they're just gonna usher him off to his own home and put an ankle chain on him. This might be very interesting because if Trump doesn't do something that serious, they will take him down. Yeah, if he does He's not have to do something serious. He, we know that by June they're going to take the economy down, and in July everything's going to fall apart, and that's the key to take Trump down. Well, we've all been waiting for something to happen, and this is the, the first inkling of it. His time's up. It's, it's almost tomorrow's February. He's got February, March, and April, and that's it. That's not very long. That means he's got to take these people down in three months. So, uh, yeah, you're right. If he doesn't take them down now, there is no he, going he's back. He's got to fight back. Otherwise, they'll, 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 that's it. That's true. Um, you're right. Whitaker is the hack, acting head of the DOJ, and he's done absolutely nothing well, along with... We don't know. He's behind the scenes. 
There better be a whole lot of indictments and of a whole lot of Democrats, and there better be a whole lot of arrests of a whole lot of Democratic governors right now, because if there aren't, they're going to take Trump down in June. Mm -hmm. You're right. Oh, he may be a figurehead. When is Whitaker's um, uh, temporary announced? When is his thing up where he's I don't just know, Trump already Was it like to... six months that he was? No, it was one year. Was it? Okay. But you can't just displace him. He's a no. senior executive service. He's the head of the department. So Are you talking about Whitaker? Whitaker is the head of the department. The Department of Justice. Right. The most worthless, pukey organization this <laughs> world has ever seen. I mean, they can't even take the governor down for talking about succession in California. They're the, and same with General Miley, the Joint Chiefs of Staff. What a worthless four-star general. Absolutely, totally, freaking worthless. And I can say that because he's an ambassador. They give you four silly little stars. He is a worthless four-star. He's done nothing. Where is he? Probably having having lobster tail on our dollars. I mean, you, you talk. I got in a conversation with the Command Sergeant Major, Major the Joint Chiefs of Staff a couple years ago, and we all agreed that the Joint Chiefs of Staff were a bunch of worthless, pukey, self-serving four-stars. This is coming from the Command Sergeant Major of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So, don't think Miley's any different. He's just another little whip there. Well, they don't get to the top if they're good. <laughs> No, it's just another work trade that he either gets the heck out or actually grows something below the belt and does something. This guy is nothing more than a worthless, demon-possessed freak. We need some real prayers in this country. We need to turn to God. That's true. Um, it's just, it, what's insane is, is, what's happening is insane. I mean, what happened with, and, and this is a prime example, what happened with Roger Stone? I mean, five is that disgusting? CNN is there, they take a 72-year-old woman, it's probably 20 degrees, She can't years. hear, she's deaf. So they take an M16, point it at the head of a 72-year-old woman, walk her outside in her bare feet in her bathrobe, how and they arrest Roger Stone, why? Because he told Congress to stuff it? Well, come on, how many times has that male-female Cortez who just got elected in Congress lied? I mean, she's a cross-dresser, for God's sake. She lied on her application. She's a man who's dressed like a boy. I mean, talk about lying to Congress. She lied on her application. Obama, the last president, was not even born here. Good grief. I mean, this is beyond the pale. What's happening is just... Trump, you're right, Jane. Trump has... Very little, very little time. ...able to contain these pigs. He knows it. Or he's done for and he's got loyal people all over this country ready to jump in. All he has to do is call that freaky, weirdo, nutcase Miley and say, I want you to initiate this protocol and have these people arrested. That's all he has to do. Please come into my office. He comes into the office and he initiates the protocol and these people are arrested for treason. That's all I'm thinking, do. I'm hoping that he's going to declass when the Mueller investigation is over with also. I know, he said he was going to declass in September. I know, but he didn't, did he? No, he didn't. So he has little time. He's because I'll tell you something else, they're starting to go after his family, his son in particular. Well, we said that would start to happen in May. There's, yeah. a, there's an Eliminate Melania campaign going on within the Democrats in Washington, D.C. No, that starts in April, I'm sorry. We said they'd go after son. They would go after they his are, family beginning right. the 19th of January. And so, what are they doing? They're going after his family. His life's becoming a mess because he didn't do as God asked him to do. Okay, so then what happened? We just stories? pray for him. We yes. pray that God will somehow help him do what he needs to do to contain this democratic menace. And finally, if you think that this isn't a menace... Oh, and by the way, there was a... What do you call it? Jihad Jane? Well... Jihad Jane, Colleen LaRose, 
like the intelligence community told me, I have a, a very good friend in the intelligence community, he said, all Muslims have no loyalty. Everyone in Gitmo talked. That's why they kept him in Gitmo for so long. This gal is singing like a canary in jail. She took, she's the one responsible. So this Democratic Jack Dougherty is also responsible for bringing in the Muslims and lining up terror attacks across the country. What? This is way beyond the pale. Why have these kingpins in the Democratic states not been arrested all across the country? The new prosecuting attorney, what is her name again? Oh, I forget. Um, Jennifer Williams. He, Jennifer Williams is not just an attorney. She is a terrorist, a, a, terrorist ter a cyber cyber and terrorism. And he, she's working with the NSA. Right, and she's not just a regular. See, so we're talking about a whole different depth and um, level of what she's doing. We're talking about a man in Pennsylvania who is personally running the terrorist campaign to destroy America, set off nukes in America, and destroy the United States by spiking the Pennsylvania Supreme Court with people who hate America and will take this country down in December like the United States in a grand and glorious celebration for the destruction of the human race, December 20th, 2018, United Nations broadcast from New York. So this runs a lot deeper than just... This is just not bribery. This, no. is, this is the destruction of America and how many weapons 100 kiloton, 150 kiloton weapons, nuclear weapons, do we have to stop coming into this country before somebody says, hey, we got a problem. I was they like, is that where it's ending? <laughs> I was like, I hope not. How many presidential assassination attempts do we need to talk about and stop before somebody, by the way, that guy jumping in front of the car yesterday was a test. He jumped in front of the presidential um, entourage, they were driving. Yes. He jumped, the Secret Service man threw him out of the way, got hit by a car. They stopped the car, the presidential motorcade, for three seconds or more. That's all they need, three seconds. Never, ever, 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 ever stop a presidential motorcade. motorcade ever, ever, ever again. That is so stupid. You just, you have a reaction team in the front couple of cars. You dispatch four guys with machine guns, you get him out of the way, you arrest him, you beat the tar out of him, and you keep the motorcade moving. I hope you understand that, Secret Service. I hope you're not too dumb to receive that message. And finally, um, the weather wars, it's 60 degrees here where we are, and it's minus 63 degrees in Green Bay, Michigan. And they took down the most populated areas of America and the most populated areas of Europe with these storms. These are definitely UN NASA run. But they're only talking about seven deaths and oh, you know it's much more than that. And you know Trump already had a relief team on the ground days before the storm hit. Good. All over the country. He Good. had activated FEMA. Not to put people in FEMA camps, but to keep the electrical grid going. Because out of the, out of the 150 million people affected, maybe only 4 million people are going to lose power. He kept the electrical grid going. He sent tens of thousands of workers to keep the electrical grid It's on. colder than, the, than in the Antarctic. Yeah, it's minus 63 degrees up there. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, I All the little animals that are on the streets, and they're all gone. They're dead. The birds, they can't survive they, that. They can't survive. They can't survive 4G, let alone 5G. Well, they have, a, they have a, I wonder how they handled the zoo. They kept the electrical grid going with heat. Those animals are caged. They put them in the glass yeah. enclosures in there. They're, they're heated. Warm. 
And the zoos, if you think about the expenses on the zoos, the zoos are preserving um, animals that are on the verge of extinction. The reason the United States has a zoo system is to preserve animals that are going extinct. The, the white rhinoceros, the elephants, are going extinct, so they preserve them in the zoos. So well, that's the This is really serious. This is very serious. They hit the United States of America, NASA, NASA. You fire a microwave in the air, it draws in the moisture. NASA helped coordinate the destruction and death of thousands of Americans and Europeans, along with the United Nations. I don't know what organization in the UN helps control this, whether it's the World Health Organization, a separate corporation owned by the UN, or whether it's the UN body itself. But when the leaders of the UN talk about the destruction of the human race, it's very serious. So much for global warming. Yeah, so much for global warming at minus 63. Look, they destroyed the ozone, and we're going to have hotter summers, colder winters. Speaking, remember last night I said, Bill, quick, come here. We looked outside. Strangest sunset. And the, it, it, I've lived here all my life, and I have never, ever, ever seen anything like this. The sun was going down, and the whole sky was a bright, bright red. Not just a little bit, you know, Sailor's Delight. Sign it was huge. I said, my gosh, it's like a, it's like a, a Oh, an A-bomb going off. I, I, I've never seen anything like that. We pray were... for President Trump, pray that he gets his act together. Here we go. Right on into what's going on with this war, with this weather. Draw your reality workshop. freezing. And um, I'm seeing here a story that um, Greece has uh, had temperatures plummet to a record minus 23 uh, centigrade as European cold snap sees enormous dumping of snow. So um, we're still struggling with global warming. Then. Um, and uh, there, are, um, there are increasing numbers of people who are not uh, buying there's been a lot of people for a long time who um, are not buying this whole thing about um, human caused climate change just the climate change of course the climate changes but uh, is it caused by um, what has been demonized now as a um, pollutant called carbon dioxide when actually it's the gas of life. Without carbon dioxide, um, there would be no life, no plant life, um, nothing. And uh, they've, uh, in the minds of many, uh, especially the progressive left, have successfully demonized a, a gas that is essential for life. And whenever there have been uh, high concentrations of CO2, um, then growth and life has been abundant. Uh, uh, it's when it gets really, really cold that um, the uh, inability to function becomes um, catastrophic. Uh, sea ice age. Uh, and uh, here's another story this week about climate change before I move on. Um, as climate change fear-mongering falls apart, which, which it, it is, but you see, 
what you notice is although the whole basis of it is falling apart, the belief in it is falling apart, they're still banging on with the policies as if it's real, with all these um, horrible wind turbines destroying beautiful landscapes and seascapes uh, and all these other areas of policy. Because, of course, it was never anything to do with saving the planet. It's to do with finding an excuse to... Um, to transform human society, not least through something called um, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, coming out of the United Nations, which I've written about um, at, um, at length. And in the 1960s, an organization was created called the Club of Rome, which was specifically created to exploit environmental concerns to justify the transformation of human society. Um, so here's, um, here's the headline I was talking about. As um, climate change fear-mongering falls apart, 2018 goes down as is the first in history with no violent tornadoes. Uh, climate change alarmists can say whatever they want when talking about the future. They choose their words to scare people, and when they're looking uh, about um, what could happen 50 to 100 years from now, many of them know they will never be held to account. Um, for their irresponsible comments when their doom and gloom predictions fail to come to fruition. Now, of course, many have already done so, not least those of Al Gore, um, you know, the man who wants to save the planet. He flies around in private jets and turns up in um, cavalcades of big limos. Uh, however, we are already starting to see some of their more short-term um, predictions fall apart, it says here. As uh, 2018 came to a close, uh, experts say that uh, 2019 will go down, sorry, 2018 will go down in history as being the first on record that did not experience any high-end um, twisters with not a single violent tornado touching down anywhere in the United States all year and 10 tornado deaths noted this year vying to become a record low. Why is this relevant, the story asks. Well, many experts in climate change alarmists alike have long held that global warming will lead to more frequent and powerful tornadoes. Trapping heat with greenhouse gases, the theory goes, uh, adds energy to the atmosphere in the form of moist, warm, unstable air that forms tornadoes. If you look back at uh, former President Barack Obama's second inaugural speech in January 2013, you'll see that he said global warming and climate change were causing raging fires, crippling drought, and more powerful storms. Incidentally, the year before, 2012, saw the number of tornadoes hit a 10-year low of just 936. Um, so, <coughs> excuse me, um, one of the uh, excuses that they are conveniently using um, this climate change hoax for um, is that they um, want to... Um, spray the sky now they've been spraying the bloody sky since at least the 1990s goes back earlier but that's when it became so obvious that people noticed it started in north america it seems and then went worldwide called chemtrails these uh, chemical trails and nanotechnology trails coming out of, of planes that crisscross the sky all over the world i've seen them everywhere um and, of course, they've been denying that chemtrails 
exist. It's all a myth. Yeah, you know, although you said a crisscross in the sky, and that plane's turning now and it's going in that direction. So it crosses the last stream that it created. And that one's that one's doing the same in the other direction. So yeah, yeah, it's all a myth. And um, I've, I've, I've sat and watched a, a, a sky be crisscrossed where a, a, a beautiful blue sky became a cloudy day, not through clouds, but through chemtrails. So what they're doing now, because I guess they can't hide it uh, any longer to, to for large numbers of people, because it ain't a figment of people's imagination. So what they're doing um, is saying that we have to um, spray stuff in the sky, i.e. chemtrails, to um, reduce the amount of sunlight and the amount of heat. So it's, it's an excuse to do what they've been doing since at least the 1990s. And uh, this, this is a, a, a classic case of the malevolent and the stupid and the uninformed. Uh, because this is what you have in politics. You have the few characters who connect into this web big time. And then you have all the ignorant people who get somehow elected to political office, who are absolutely clueless. They only know what they read in the papers. They only know what their, uh, the people around them, i.e. system people, tell them. And they come out with the most absolute crap. I mean, y you have a, a, a minister, for instance, or, or in other countries like America, you have someone um, selected to run a um, office of state be it uh, Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense, whatever. You um, go in there and you have not got a clue about what you're doing. You, you, you might be like Pompeo and Bolton who have a clear agenda, not least Israel's agenda, which they are pushing America to conform to, but you don't know um, um, anything about the subject. Um, I mean... Bolton might know a bit more because he's obviously obsessed with bombing countries. But most of these people, they don't know. And then you have what, what, what they call a reshuffle in Britain, where suddenly, after maybe two years or so of people running certain ministries, the prime minister will say, well, we're having a reshuffle. Well, that means you, you basically... Uh, uh, um, rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic, you know. Um, and so someone who's been running, uh, I don't know, uh, the pensions ministry or something, then gets moved to environment. Now, he, he doesn't know or she doesn't know any more about the environment than he knew about pensions or anything else. But now they're running the environment ministry overseeing things like global warming policy. So where are they going to get the information from on which to make decisions? Well, they're going to get them from the civil service, the administrators of government who are always there, the permanent government. So the, the branch of the permanent government the administrators, the civil servants as we call them in Britain, 
we're telling the person what to believe and what to do at the pensions ministry and now they've moved to environment now the group that administer the environment ministry are now telling the same person what to believe and what to do and how things are <laughs> so this is this is one of the major ways that brexit has been undermined it's been undermined by the administrators of government who don't want it overwhelmingly and so you have this um, this situation where okay the blind are being led and and yet the blind is supposed to be running the country so you know I've met politicians over the years and I, you know I tell you in my experience politicians are some of the most uninformed, clueless, and arrogant, which is a hell of a combination, people you'll ever meet. They're absolutely clueless. And some of them have been running parties. Some of them have, been, have had aspiration for running parties, but they're clueless. And so, <coughs> you have this, um, this situation now where the whole basis of global, global warming is falling apart and yet the policies that are supposed to be responding to global warming go on and on and on. That's why <coughs> there's an agenda and the people that can stop the agenda in politics I have no idea this is the agenda. Oh, okay. So that was that. Over the years, there's been... And, uh, hold on. There's one more piece of news. Uh, and... That ain't it, hold on. We'll give you a little bit of aim. sounds as if it's insanity. Yes, only someone who's been on the inside could stand and tell you this story with a straight face because it's absurd. The Roman Catholic Church has a group around the Pope called the Curia, and they are usually Franciscans and Dominicans, and they fight back and forth to see who's going to be the priests and cardinals, in many cases, who tell the Pope what, whether what he says is really, you know, 100% true, because he's supposed to, when he writes an encyclical, at least, or when he writes certain things, he is supposed to be speaking directly for the divine and for the Catholic Church in toto. And so these group of scholars are around him, and anytime anybody, the Pope writes anything, it has to go through this group in general not these things that this Pope Francis gives out every Sunday, which are absolutely, they're walk-busting, bunker-busting bombs. Every Sunday since he has come to power, this Pope Francis has acted as he is the king of the world, uh, emperor of the world, uh, higher than that. That would be Pope of the world, yes, that's right. So, what are we talking about here? We're talking about the Jesuits, who are a militant organization created by Ignatius of Loyola, and 
they take extreme vows to do whatever the Pope needs, including uh, war, and which includes killing, and includes uh, subterfuge and espionage and subversion and whatever the Pope needs, that's what the Jesuits did. But they were very militant, very militant, and we can go into great detail about that. But the point is, is that even to this very day, they take an extra vow, and the vow is to the Pope through the Black Pope or through what the uh, Superior General of the Society of Jesus, the Society of Jesus are the Jesuits. The Superior General is the head of the Jesuits, and because they wear black robes, they are called, he is called the Black Pope. So you have the White Pope, Francis, and all the popes are white, they like to wear white, and then you have the Black Pope, which is the head of the Jesuits. Now, never before in history did the Jesuits take over the Curia. 100%, all Jesuits, and now we have a Jesuit Pope, and then that Jesuit Pope, as we predicted, would take his good buddy from Venezuela, um, Pope uh, Arturo so so Sosa, whatever his last name is, Abascal or whatever. Anyway, the head of the Jesuits, the Jesuit uh, Superior General, uh, Father or Superior General uh, Arturo Sosa, was one. He was the right hand man to Pope Francis in South America in Venezuela, and because of their actions, and also in, in uh, many other countries in South America, thousands of people died. And this is well known. And somehow they elect, after they elect a, a, a Pope, uh, Benedict, who, uh, Ratzinger, who was a former Nazi stormtrooper, then they elect a Pope who is literally known for killing, being part of thousands of people dying because of him turning traitor on them and working directly with uh, F Father Arturo. So Father Arturo is put in charge of the Jesuits. So now you have a Jesuit white Pope and a, his direct right-hand man, his number one lieutenant, as the head of the Jesuits. And the only thing left to be complete in that would be what we predicted would happen. And in our intelligence reports, we predicted that would happen. We'd also predicted some things we're gonna talk about now, which is that this Pope, if you really wanna call him that, Pope Francis took over the Knights of Malta. He came and he made some big deal about the Chancellor of Knights of Malta sending condoms out to Africa and Asia. And so that really wasn't the issue. And so they fired that Chancellor and so then the Pope intervened with this perfect opportunity and, and made the head of the Knights of Malta, who is one of the most powerful people on the face of the earth. There are very few that can be compared. The, uh, uh, Matthew Festing, or the head of the Knights of Malta, is one of the most powerful people in the world, more so than monarchs, more so than maybe even the Queen of England. So he puts someone else and he puts in a cardinal, his good buddy, Cardinal Burke, who has you know, been in the news, is very corrupt with the Vatican Bank and with other things. And you know, this present Pope ignores everybody's sins. Matter of fact, when the big, big, big thing happened in America and all the Jesuits were ready to say, we're gonna turn in the names of all of the Jesuits who were the pedophiles and we, 20 of their names are from the East Coast and all the, all the cases that what happens? Francis says, nope. I'm putting a gag order on all of you. 
we're not even going to talk about pedophilia until our next meeting of such and such and so and so. And at that point, I'll tell you what I'm going to say. In other words, and then during that, this time, which nobody's getting prosecuted, he gets mad if you mention pedophilia. But this man is a murderer. I'm sorry Woman. to have to say it if you did, have never Which heard this man? before. Francis is a murderer. And he's a conscious murderer because he's into open borders. Open borders can only happen... Well, open borders basically invite the death of a lot of people that he calls migrants, but he doesn't really ever serve. But he does collect a bounty on each one of their heads. So this Pope Francis, who is a Jesuit, who's, who's surrounded by a curia of Jesuits, is, and has a his best Jesuit friend, the head of the Jesuits, has just put another person, his best buddy, in charge of the Knights of Malta. Now that completes the Trinity of the Jesuit takeover of the Catholic Church, which we predicted would happen, and we also predicted that that would be the end, the end of the Catholic Church. And basically the Catholic Church, as it is now, is just a hollow-sounding uh, bell without a clangor. And he has basically rewritten every doctrine, every dogma. We complained about this as it happened. We've written the documents to show you that we're not making this up, Francis. So Francis has basically defied anything that he wanted to defy and support anything he wanted to support. In absolute, I was going to say contradistinction, but in some cases he agrees with church doctrine, but then he goes overboard with it. He, wrote the, he rewrote the Our Father. He rewrote the words attributed to Jesus Christ. He said that Jesus Christ was the exact same being as Muhammad. And who was the other one? Um, uh, Moses and Krishna. All the same being. This man is a nutcase. But he is not a nutcase in ruling the world with hegemony. He has already been invited to come to Astana, Kazakhstan, to head up this kind of Muslim World Council of Churches that the president of Kazakhstan, being so filthy rich with oil money, has built. And he said he would go there in 2017, but he did not because Donald Trump was elected, or else we predicted that would be the end of the Catholic Church, as we know it. Because he has gutted it in every way. He's blooded to death, and he's a vampire. But now the news is that it wasn't about condoms that the Chancellor of the Knights of Malta got fired. It was about what happened as soon as Cardinal Burke was put in charge of the Knights of Malta. Now, now this is where we go into the WikiLeaks, is yes. correct? So we did a little background, um, and I, I just wanted to say the articles that you've mentioned, I'll have those inside the link so people can go back and see. There is one thing, though. We had always thought that the White Pope and the Black Pope would merge together in one person, uh, Pope Francis. And great we got Pope. that out on the internet really early. We believed that it was that truth that was spread around the world that kept him from making that in-your-face move. Yes, because we predicted that he would take over personally the Knights of Malta mm -hmm. if he was brave enough and if he wanted to become, instead of the White Pope, the somewhere in between okay. the White and Black Pope, yeah. which is the Grey Pope. But now he put his best friend in charge of being the Black Pope, and he put his second best friend in charge of being the Knights of Malta. So it's basically the same thing. So he's in charge of all three. So mm, in bending our words a little bit, I'd have to say still he is the Grey Pope, and he is really nasty. And the reason that uh, WikiLeaks brought out this 
make sure that at the bottom of the article you click on those other articles it gives you a perspective and then make sure to read the, the attachments from which are the WikiLeaks attachments they are specifically letters that they did not want to get out letters from the Knights of Malta now those letters demonstrate and prove exactly what I say they take the richest people's money in the world and put them in trusts and then they manage those trusts through the Vatican Bank and through other banks and basically they're an insider group so when Matthew Festing and he would of course know who the night when the heads of the Knights of Malta uh, is talking with people he, he's talking with the richest people in the world and they control entire nations and so when they're about to do something they tell the insider groups and then those insider groups are able to tell some of the Knights of Malta that they wish to tell depending upon your level of participation in your charity in the trusts that you give over to the Knights of Malta the bank the Vatican Bank to take care of so in these letters are two things the first thing is Francis told Cardinal Burke when he took over the Knights of Malta to get rid of all the Freemasons. Okay, that's a joke. Uh, at least half of them, maybe three-fourths of them, are Freemasons because they're into all of these groups, these secret societies. And the Freemasons were not friends of the Catholics in the past, but now uh, it's not the way that it used to be. So if he says get rid of the Freemasons, that is absolutely ridiculous because the Jesuits rewrote the Freemasonic rites so that Jews and others could come into what was an underground Christian organization that was in contradistinction to the Papal See, to the Pope. Well, the Jesuits won the battle with the Knights of Malta, who became the Knights of the Hospitallers, who became the Knights of Malta. So Malta and Jesuits, no, they didn't like each other in the end. But now the Jesuits have dealt the final blow to the Knights of Malta, who hold the tradition of the Knights of Templars and the Knights of the Hospitallers, rolled into one. That's money and charity, but they really don't do any charity. So Hospitallers are the charity, the Knights of Templars were the money of the, of the Crusades and later, which created the towns and the cities of Europe and basically created then the finance of Europe, all except for usury. And when you get into usury and, and fiat currency and hard currency, then you get into the fact that only the Jews could do that. And so there were what were called the court Jew, who would be able to loan money with usury, with having to pay interest on it. And so when you look at this, it was a complete mess. So they created the Knights of Malta to handle the insider trading that was going on with the richest people in the world, including the living monarchs of the world. Look, you can't get the whole list of who's in the Knights of Multiple, and you see their list that you can find anywhere on the internet. It'll blow your mind. And I know this because I was actually asked by some very rich people to look into the Knights of Malta because they were Jewish and they were being asked to join what looks to be a Catholic organization and take vows of fealty to a man who takes vows to the Pope. And they thought that was crazy. But when we told them after we researched it thoroughly, who they really are and what they're doing, you'd be crazy not to join this group. You can get a telephone call at 2 a.m. in the morning and then, you know, change your stock market buy for the next day and be much richer by the afternoon.
These are the people who control the world. This isn't an exaggeration. So do these WikiLeaks confirm this with you? The WikiLeaks show that Freemasonry was being asked to be kicked out. And the third thing are letters from the Knights of Malta showing how they manipulated trusts. And when Francis found out that the real money of the Knights of Malta are in these trusts, because here's how it works. This worked for my grandmother. She was very wealthy, but at the end, she gave her money to the Catholic Church. We didn't know that. Nobody knew that. Nobody knew she'd sign papers to do that. So these trusts are to hold these rich people's money so that they get great returns. But if they die, they have to already give, They, as part of these trusts, they have to give certain huge percentages to the Catholic, to, uh, excuse me, to the Knights of Malta, Vatican Bank, Catholic Church. 25%. But wait a minute, you could be doing a Ponzi scheme on top of this. And then when they die, they keep it all. Now, I don't understand all this trust stuff, so as I'm reading it, I'm going, wow. And then I found out from people who know, you can do anything with the trust, especially if you're not in America. So these trusts are written upon like uh, Vatican uh, laws, you know, like so archaic, you might as well call them canon law. I mean, they're like basically say, we get anything we want. Now, here's the weird thing. And this is what the letters show. Francis became so desperate lately, probably because Trump stopped the refugee flow and he stopped the bombing of Obama and we didn't go into World War III so there'd be even more refugees and that's where the Catholic Church makes its big money. So when the Pope didn't get his money, the Pope was on the ropes. The Pope came to the end of his rope. The Pope who they really want to give a rope to because there are people in the Catholic Church who just want to kick him out so bad they just don't know what to do with this crazy man. And I know you want me to make a thumbnail with a Pope on a rope, but I can't because YouTube will take it down, so I'm, I'm going to have to stick with the kitties. Yeah, oh, totally. Okay, sorry. And, and the Pope is on the ropes because he is taking a beating, except he's not going to jump out and be refreshed because here's what's really going on. He's so desperate that he invented new rules for the trusts and the management of those trusts for the Knights of Malta who handle the money of the richest people in the world. How did he do it? He just added a tax. He added a 60% basically carrying fee that is paid up front for the life of the trust as well as the 25% the that may be happy, you may have to give 25 to the Catholic Church and 25 to the Knights of Malta upon your death. There's also ways that they can manipulate that money, just as you say. There's the Ponzi scheme, there's the money that's flowing in and out, there's the money they say yes. they own and don't own. Yes. Who owns that money? Who knows? Who knows the trust? You can't look into the trust. Holy moly! And it's written on the paper. These are papers, letters, letters from the Pope and letters from the Knights of Malta that never meant to get out that show the, show the way that they basically are, um, what do you call this? They're called economic predators. They're much like a George Soros, but they're using the Catholic Church and their fact that they, can, they don't have to pay taxes and you can give money to them as a charity, as a write-off through the Knights of Malta and that charity doesn't go to anywhere except into, as you say, some type of weird Listen. charity Ponzi scheme. Hey, look, and you're confessing your sins and whatever else to these pedophile priests who prey on you to get your trust money. I mean, it, they have a feeder system right there.
and it's almost as if it's expected if you're a certain type of a person, for instance, if you're a black monarch, in other words, a monarch that no longer sits on a seat, but just holds a, a tutelary position. And yes, I did say that properly. That is just a figurehead, right? No. Those people could literally come back to power, don't forget that. And secondly, they have the divine right of kings and or queens, which means they're connected to the divine. The three estates in Britain where the monarchy is still, oh, it, it, it has a spider web and the biggest shelob, the biggest uh, predator spider in the world is the British monarchy. And its web is just absolutely amazing. And so when you're talking about the, the monarchy, the three estates were as follows. The first estate was called Lord's Spiritual. Second estate. Lords temporal, third estate commoners. Lords spiritual. Do not forget that the first and second estate of the French were merged into one with King Henry VIII because when he became the head of his own church and the monarch of his own country and expanding, he merged the first and second state into one. And then when the Rothschilds working for that same merged first and second estate took over the fourth estate of Reuters, the biggest news network in the world, was bought by the biggest manipulative bankers in the world. It shows you that that is the way that it really works. We're talking about the Vatican has been doing this for hundred for centuries and centuries. You could literally almost say millennia. Now, this is a huge release because it doesn't just show the crookedness, oh. which we could have imagined, but it shows the desperateness of Francis. Okay, so everybody's going to say in the comment box, oh my gosh, you got to get this information to Trump and blah, blah, blah. So if, Trump, if POTUS was here with you, what kind of specific tactical information would you give him so that, and then tell him what you would want the goal to be? Well, I know that uh, Trump does, is in our schoolhouse here, and uh, he does listen, or at least he has somebody taking notes for him, because we see this all the time. And so the intelligence uh, agencies need to go back to school, and it's really a schoolhouse they need to go back to. They need to go back to learning about the basics. So if you, Mr. Trump, as you full well know, I'm patting you on the back. You're the only person in the world that's ever brought China to its knees, and they're gonna be shining your boots, as I predicted soon. And I did not predict this, even though Joseph Mifsud, being a Vatican agent for the Knights of Malta, we did recently predict and show that it was Stefan Rowe, who is your Russian spy, that you really need to get because he gave the Brits the money they need. And he is a, of course, Knight of Malta also. And Joseph Mifsud, mm, Knight of Malta. So, Mr. And so President, is Robert Mueller. And Robert Mueller is definitely an agent of the Knights of Malta. Oh, an agent, yes. And Mr. President, you're tall. I don't know if I can pat you on the back well enough to say thank you for doing what you're doing. You are busting up the black monarchy, the white monarchy, the Knights of Malta. That's been impossible for anybody. Only the Jesuits, as I just described, penetrating the Knights of Malta have done this before, but now the Jesuits get there and what do they get? For 500 years, they've been trying to get the Knights of Malta's wealth. 
the leftover, what they imagine is the leftover wealth of the Templars. What did they get? Nothing. It's just like, who cares that somebody was part of the Bilderberger or the Trilaterals or the uh, Club of Rome or uh, the Knights of Malta? They're all dead. That's why Francis is so desperate. So I'm patting you on the back and saying, keep doing what you're doing. No more group deals on anything between countries. No more treaties between any more than bilateral deals. No more trade deals that are not simply bilateral. It is the ethics of the person leading that country. You can't build uh, commerce based upon ideologies. No. Well, he knows that. And so I'm saying you're doing the right thing and what you've done with the Knights okay. of Malta. Well, what can he do with the Pope now? So the Pope gets there and basically the coffers are empty? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the Jesuits Five, get there and the coffers are empty. Oh, my gosh. There's nothing in there. Just like Venezuela's trying to get its gold back from the Bank of England. You <laughs> see that? And, you know, oh, sorry. Uh, did we tell you about those shipping costs? Uh, yeah. Okay, so there's nothing there. A big nothing burger again. Uh, well, the nothing burger is that the Knights of Malta are now a nothing burger, and they're uh, some almost sacred monarchical blood lineage uh, leadership of the Knights of Malta was flushed down the toilet by a greedy Jesuit pope, gray pope, who is uh, sheltering Benedict, who is the criminal who said that he'd take upon himself all of the crimes of those working in his corporation called the Catholic Church and all of their pedophilia crimes, okay? And then what happens? Not another word. He's hiding out. This pope won't even address it. This pope only addresses what he wants, which is open borders, apocalyptic theology, and liberation theology, and basically being George Soros's... I mean, he's basically thrown all of his chips in with George Soros, and the Chinese, because that's where he thought this Francis thought it was going. And then he thought that he'd get a hold of the Muslim world by going to Astana, to Kazakhstan, and taking over this place where the UN probably will go, because uh, we're going to kick the UN out of the, of the United States. But, and a lot of good Catholics out there, they don't like this Pope, and they are trying to take him down. So is there anything here for them? What do they have to run with here? Well, all you have to do is just write down his words. Just listen to his weekly no, sermons. No, I'm talking about in the, in the WikiLeaks. Is there anything for them in those WikiLeaks? Well, the common Catholic can still, if you have a good priest, have the same experience of the of, of the search for the Holy Grail every time you go to church, because the Eucharist is a reenactment of that. And if you have a pure soul, a pious soul, you have a, a pious priest, it's the same exact spiritual experience that goes all the way back to the Last Supper. Now, can the current priests who are living in sin do that? No. As a matter of fact, their masses are the opposite of a white mass. You might call them a gray mass. In some cases, when they're living in horrible sin, you could call them a black mass. And I don't get into uh, just mentioning the pedophilia alone. If that doesn't show you that the Catholic Church doesn't deserve tax-free status, nothing ever will. Nothing could be worse than that. And what we are shown is only the tip of the iceberg, of course. And remember, $4.5 billion have been paid out already in America to keep these things out of court, with no priest that I know of ever going to jail. 
And that is, as I say, the tip of the iceberg because then the rest of the priests started giving out the real names. Now these names are from the 50s and 60s, some in the 70s, and so they're still hiding all their current pedophiles. Closed down the Catholic Church as a tax-free exempt organization in, in America. Oh, that would really tax them for their land and yes. they will close overnight. And that's what needs to happen. If they can't stand on their own two feet, then they can't stand at all. And that would be true for any organization, any church that is found to be uh, doing immoral acts as basically a monopoly, as a racketeering. This is a racketeering Or gig. promoting violence. And then they get the money, billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars, over time trillions of dollars, for refugees coming into this country that then are lost. It looks as if it's human trafficking if you look closely. And so you can see that the Catholic Church is 184 front groups that funnel the money back to them for the refugees is where the Pope gets his money. So the Pope is very desperate at this moment. He doesn't get to go to Astana. Hillary doesn't come to power. There's no third world war apocalyptic theology in Damascus. He doesn't become the king of the world. The Mahdi isn't coming. The Mahdi's not coming as we know. The, new, the Messiah is not coming yet, guys. And the fields of Armageddon, no, they're being turned into, you know, genie oil oil fields where uh, Halliburton and Dick Cheney and Rupert Murdoch and uh, one of the Rothschilds and, uh, you know, a few and, other people and, are gaining their money. And Trump's tweet today that there's no caliphate. That's it. It's gone. And if there was a caliphate, he would bomb it. And so when they said they found new land of ISIS, uh, sorry, he's going to bomb it. He's going to want to know why you didn't bomb it already. How dare you show me these pictures without showing me it being bombed? I gave you an order. Bomb ISIS to death. That's what he, he, he said. It. He said, kill every single ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Just bomb them. Kill them all. So, so thank you, John. That was a very interesting uh, link. Is that what you'd like to say? I just want to say that it's links up with what we just revealed about Joseph Mifsud, who's now yes. missing. And the real, one of the reals, of course, we've mentioned about 11 of them, uh, one of the real Russian meddlers in the 2016 election, and the way that Joseph Mifsud is connected to him and the way they are connected to the Link Campus uh, University in Rome and the way that is a front for the CIA. And that's where they, uh, along with Michael Gaeta, the FBI counterintelligence representative in Rome, in the embassy, hello. Uh, that's where they entrapped Papadopoulos. That's where they entrapped, that's where they entrap a lot of people. Well, like we were saying, it's not just the Brits that were behind the overthrow of Trump. It's also the Vatican because he is gonna cut down on their revenue stream. So you see there, through the Knights of Malta and its influence, that Cardinal Burke was able to use Joseph Mifsud and one of his members, Stephen Rowe, to try to take down Trump. It's just that they just did a very bad job. And I'm telling you, really, really bad job. Because remember, for eight years, they got to act with impunity. They got to do whatever they want because that's what Obama did. Obama just killed people left and right, millions of people. No one ever questioned him because, oh, the race card would be pulled up. He rewrote immigration and allowed who knows how many millions of immigrants he invited in. He is an Angela Merkel of America. He started these caravans because of his uh, catch and release policies, on and on and on. I could go on and on. But the point is, is that's all been changed. And that has disturbed the flow of money worldwide. And not the money that is currency, because that's the stuff they try to steal. That's the flow. 
it's the old money that they're after with the Knights of Malta. It's the offshore accounts. What do you do with all that money when you got all that money and you want to make money with it, but you can't even admit that you stole it or that you keep it in an offshore account? What are you going to do? Oh, go to the Catholic Church. Act like you're giving it to a charity. You get to slush that around so thick and the Catholic Church will write you a receipt for anything you want to give because the Knights of Malta... Nobody even gets to know about what they do. I mean, try, go ahead, I dare you. Try to find out about the Knights of Malta. Good luck on that one, especially any charitable works they do about their banks. Go ahead and try to look up the, uh, the Vatican Bank. See how far you get. No, these organizations have been occulted. They have been secret for hundreds of years. And because of some of the insanity of Francis, who comes out and acts like he is going... Oh, he's done horrible things to the Vatican Bank and disturbed the way that money flowed so bad because he's just a jerk. I'm sorry to have to say it. He, he couldn't even keep up the, the old ways of the Catholic Church. No, no, no. And making sure that the mafia is protected. No, no, no. He had to mess up the Vatican Bank. I don't want to get into that. But now he's trying to correct it. And so I would have to say to Trump, you are doing a great job, Mr. President. And I am honored to give commentary on these historic events. I'm honored to be alive during this time and to witness this because never before in history have we ever seen a white pope turn gray, let alone black. And that's what we have going on here. Thank you, WikiLeaks. Welcome to the American Intelligence Media. My name is Douglas Gabriel. I'm your host, also known as Thomas Paine. And today I'm with my good friend, Michael McKibben. Welcome to the show, Michael. Glad to be here on this frozen tundra morning. Oh, isn't it incredible? Or afternoon. It's just astounding. I'm, I, I like these signs that people are putting up. Look, in just two years, Trump ended global warming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love that. That's really funny. So what we're going to talk about today is ending the in mainstream media. Now, we have revealed the fact that it's a propaganda machine. We've gone over this so many times. We keep alerting you to all the different ways that they're putting in what they call artificial intelligence to scrub all media of anything that they, by they, that means the left, the Democratic Party, which has become a socialist party, which has become a fascist party. But we're gonna go, we have looked at the history of that. We've done intelligence reports on that. And recently we've been revealing the propaganda it came out of the moment that high tech was created with Marconi, and then it was used for the war. It was used for Tesla. Tesla. Well, okay. <laughs> Let, let's give credit where credit's due. That's Nikola right. Tesla invented it. Marconi stole it. That's right, and he's the first uh, high tech uh, cardboard cutout, who uh, basically is being run by the British government, and particularly the British monarchy, and even more specifically the Privy Council. And so we've seen that technology has been turned to war and war propaganda and that we now face in America the fact that our president is being attacked by all stations except Fox News, which only attacks him half the time. But basically, the entire media is working as a monopoly, racketeering to create false news, to lie to repeat lies, to make false accusations, to call names, and to sink to the lowest level that I've ever seen. And so the question is, can we do something? 
to help him in this battle because he's called the mainstream media the enemy of the uh, of the people he's called we call it the enemy of the state he's called it every name imaginable the opposition party and basically of course fake news and for the third time in one media platform they had to pay out millions of dollars to melania because they slandered her and they forgot that she's not a politician so they don't get to slander her and i think that's one way that it can slow it down a little bit is for lawsuits to come against these mainstream media lies the fake news reporting that slander people but it is such a pervasive behavioral modification program that has been weaponized as a psyops against us that it would make William Randolph Hearst flush the man who invented yellow journalism he would be just aghast at the fact that so many hundreds of millions of people are controlled by media and that they don't have a single clue whether or not the media is telling them the truth or not. Recently a poll came out, it was a Gallup poll, and it said that 68% of Americans do not believe anything they hear on the news. Recently there was another poll that said 94% of Americans believe that what is on the news is fake. It's fake news. Only 6% of Americans that were polled in this one particular poll believe that the mainstream media is telling the truth. So then we need to come to a solution. And since you are, in a way, kind of the father of a social media through leader technologies and your inventions and your trade secrets and your intellectual property and all those different words you use for all your invention, because you're an inventor and you know about this and it wasn't what you intended. You never intended social media to be weaponized like it is. But is there a way in your mind, and I've been asking people this all over and, and I can't really get too many good answers, but in your mind, Michael McKibben, is there a way that we can stop the mainstream media and help Trump take them down? I think we have to use the technology to the advantage of the truth message. And, you know, I, I keep referring to the idea of planting seeds. But there's no way we can... I was talking with one of my directors once several years ago about this, and he said, well, when you're sitting there looking at a skyscraper building and asking yourself how you're going to take it down, probably it's not a good idea to try to go rent a... Um, a bulldozer and try to knock on it because it won't it won't do anything it won't even move but one of the things you can do thinking in, from an engineering metaphor is you can dig out the foundation and once the foundation becomes unstable the whole structure can collapse and i think that that's probably what we have to do until the point when uh, the president has funded the miller act and we can get significant resources flowing into the alternative media for the first time, then we've basically got to use these these uh, mechanisms for exchange and play to the advantage of those that don't have the resources but have the numbers. And by that I mean you play to your strengths. And what are the strengths of we the people? Well, it's numbers. So if all of us, do our part every day 
However, that whatever that means to each person, if we all do our part, then it seems to me that the truth message will always be much faster and quicker than these massive um, triggered evening news broadcasts where they're all using the same words. I mean, it's so obvious now. It's just it's laughable, actually. And they can't move fast enough because by the time their, their teleprompters have got the, 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 um, the words that they're going to use for tonight's propaganda, the alternative media, we the people, have already discredited it. And I think that's the problem they're having right now is we're not buying the story anymore. We were, we were always buying the story in the past. And I can remember, it hasn't even been that many years that I really had a hard time uh, accepting the idea that they're all intentionally lying to us. Well, I like to think that people were watching um, that guy, uh, Rachel Madcow, that they're doing it for entertainment purposes, you know, kind of like some people watch alternative. Really? I mean, I can't. She smirks too much for me. She's just too smirky snarky all and, the time and that's what people want they want the sentiment really to agree with their sentiment and if they hate trump then they watch her to watch her foam with the mouth like a mad dog or a mad cow and basically uh tell lies and they don't care they know it's lies they don't care they're watching it because of sentiment and they're watching it because of habit and they're watching it because there's very little else to watch but, you know, CNN gets uh, lower ratings than Nickelodeon, you know, from cartoons are better watched and, and, and more used than CNN. And when you look at the fact that, as you pointed out, GE owned NBC in the end, and NBC and its connections to CNN and all these interconnections of people, literally families, uh, dynasties, these corporate monarchical dynasties, and now what we see, same old, same old, and this is this is the part that people don't understand. I'm gonna break it down for you. When they say there's six major owners to most of the media, that's for about over 90% of the media, is owned by six major corporations. Now, it's- That is correct. We've verified that in, in, in past research as well. Exactly, so we have it there for you as evidence. And anyway, you can just look that up, but you're gonna see that some of them are a little bit confused about who owns what because GE likes to be hidden in all of this. So it'll state that it's actually Comcast. But anyway, these six major groups, and one of the groups at one point was um, Ted Turner's group. Now, because Ted Turner didn't fit into the group of the other major owners, they kept buying out sections of his corporation until eventually, I'm sorry to have to say this, and we're going to have to break this down for people because people get really upset and then they go a little bit overboard with this. And we're going to try to put it in perspective for you. They will tell you that the Jews own the six major corporations that own the media. So they own, Jews own the media in America. That is not true. What does that mean anyway? I mean, it's, it's exactly. that's a whole group of people. I mean, <laughs> it's no group of people acts in total unison. But is there a British-American-Israeli axis now that has yet even been recognized oh, in history? And I think there is. And so to say that there are many Israelis and or Zionists and or Jews and or American citizens who are also Israeli citizens and or British citizens who are American citizens, 
When you look at this, you will then see that this axis does control all of our media. Now, in America, it's controlled through the Department of Defense and the Broadcasting Board of Governors. And they can now propagandize us. And so again, William Randolph Hearst would be so happy because he used his newspaper to create yellow journalism, to create wars in places where there were no wars. And so America was literally funding a war that didn't exist except on the pages of his newspaper. But that's the same exact thing going on with the news. They are so mad that Trump wants peace because the British-American-Israeli axis does not want peace. That's the last thing that they want. But it isn't Israelis and it isn't Jews. There are many Catholic Zionists. There are many Zionists who have nothing to do with being an Israeli, a Hebrew, a Jew, or anything. I can go into great detail about that. And we have before with John Barnwell and we've broken this down for you. But really, it is true that to begin with, Reuters, which is now Thompson's Reuters, was a, a newspaper that was taken over by the Rothschilds. And basically, I want to say, uh, call out, do a call out to Kevin in Ohio, a person you know, Michael, who corrected me because I kept saying carrier pigeons instead of homing pigeons. But from the moment that homing pigeons were used, which was a long time, and they were used in war, and they were used in then when the Rothschilds started using them in commerce and banking, then they started using it in brokerage. In other words, as long as they got the news before somebody else, if they had the best intelligence, they could make the best bets on the stock markets, on currency exchange, on everything to do with commerce and bank and banking rates and so on and so forth, and who they loaned the money to and who they didn't. So the Rothschilds were, from the beginning, basing everything upon good intelligence. And if there's not good intelligence, you can't win the war. And really the Rothschilds are in a war. They're in a war trying to use usury and interest rates and to control fiat currencies through central banks. And this is why they have 164 central banks that they uh, control one way or the other. And there's only 20, 30 that aren't controlled by the Rothschild style I just got another message of ignorance uh, through my machine. You should not be comfortable with poverty. Uh, if you've heard me complaining uh, all this time, obviously I'm not comfortable with it. And uh, I don't, first of all, I don't feel... I feel very abundant, um, that's number one. But in terms of this condition with the water and not having paper money, which has no value, but in this world can do things, uh, you still don't understand me. You don't understand what my talent and ability is, is to change things people's mental perception and feelings about the most important thing that there is in this country that determines wealth, and that is identity, status, and what the heck is really going on. And so I am putting my attention and my power where I am most powerful. And when I get through doing what I'm going to do, 
it will probably affect many, many people on a profound level of all, every demographic. I hit every demographic because I'm talking about what no one's talking about and I'm connecting dots that no one's talking about and I'm, um, I'm just doing that. I'm doing what no one else is doing. And uh, because everyone's in it for money. And what you don't understand is that inadvertently, when you connect with that many people, that that is where my prosperity will come from. That is where my worth and value come from because that's how many people, your power is in your outreach, how many people you affect. And I'm gonna be affecting people worldwide if there's still some people that are sleeping on my value, I cannot educate you, but I know exactly what my value is, and I consider wasting time uh, if I were to do something mundane or menial that doesn't use my skills so that I make some paper dollars that aren't worth anything so that I can... uh, do some superficial things that may last in some people's imagination. I mean, so what? I can look good any minute that I want to. Literally any minute that I want to, I can transform. If I if I feel that that is uh, a priority. So, um, you continue with your plan the way you do things, and I'll continue with mine. Because if what I'm doing, which is, I believe, manifesting human achievement through the humanities, through my writing, and through uh, my video work, which is coming, um, that is going to gain me more notoriety than me shaking my butt um, or, or having cute photographs, uh, you know, any kind of superficial nonsense that I could be doing. So, um, and, and will have me in people's minds, hearts, and spirits, in the cultural imagination of the world in a way that no uh, PR company, talent management agency uh, could ever buy me. No record label could ever promote that, the, what I will have accomplished <laughs> will be so much bigger than 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 those uh goals of superficial success. I'm doing what I'm doing for humankind because I can. And it's no small feat, but you're not going to be able to understand its impact until it's done. Right nugget. Right nugget. They don't get it. They don't get it. But it's very important what I'm doing. And uh, those that are, I don't know, spiritually nourished enough to be aware of it, uh, I don't think that I'm going to go unappreciated. You know, as bad as people talk about me, God, they try to, oh, it's so bad what they do. 
I do nothing but I have been working so hard for the human race for so long, so little, you know, I have, and um, I'm incarnated here to do that, and uh, you know, people could be like, then why would you continue if you're not getting this and this and that, because all this other stuff that they want from me or that they don't know that they want from me yet, the fashion, the creativity, just the impact that I could have innovating almost every single thing that you th can think of, not for myself, not for my own, uh, not for my, oh, sorry, my cat's crawling on me, not for my own reputation, but for other people's edification and, and making life beautiful and fun for them you can't have that until I have something none of your minions or whoever it is can stand on my shoulders none of your children can learn what I have or get what I've got until I get mine so you prolonging this and you think that you're doing some kind of um uh I don't know, public torturing, which I guess you're all proud of or whatever in some like weird sick way, whatever it is that your goal is with that, um, you all are delaying what I could be giving you. And I hope you don't regret it because I got a whole lot. And if I had just a little bit, up. And, and it's not it's not like I'm asking for anything. First of all, I've already given. I've already given. Shaken down, runneth over. Everything that you have that is worth anything. Most of it came from me. I hate to say it. And you didn't pay me for it. And you should have paid me for it. And you owe me for it. And there's no way around that. So while you're sitting there talking about you don't have this and you don't have that, guess what? You don't have what you could be having from me now. All because you can't, you know, I don't know what, you, what your people's problem is. I don't know what your problem is. But you're cheating yourself out of just so much. Get over it. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to be less than what I am ever for anyone. So you might as well accept me and enjoy everything that I have to offer that's going to make your life tremendously, probably more, you know, enjoyable. No matter what happens, I'm always going to keep it interesting. So, you know, it's up to you. It's up to you what kind of world you want to have. Because I can bring it. I can tap into the, everything that's hidden that is the most beautiful, that is the most meaningful, that is the most whatever. I'm connected to it. I'm spiritually connected to this planet. I'm not bragging. That's what it is. And I have a poetic soul and a mind to express it. And a desire, a hunger, a hunger and a love in my heart to express it. So, um, you all, you all think that you're going to get somewhere by cheating me. What you're, you're, you're the integrity police and yet you think you're getting somewhere by cheating me. You can't say anything about my grind. 
I have been doing, I want to be a filmmaker. I, there's, there's a lot that I'm going to be God, God willing. And I have been, I just did uh, the other day, you know, I got back on my video game with my documentary style and um, making that whole thing with the Fiesta Negra. I did that. I did that. And, and I, you know, just to check up on myself, just to check up on myself and make sure that I'm keeping up on my skills, no matter which one I choose to focus on. And I'm, I'm, I'm up on all of it. I'm up on all of it. I have been growing. Some people can see it and some people can't. And I'm glad that they can't see it because I don't, I don't want to teach anything to anybody that doesn't feel that they need, that I am entitled to, to live a decent life. And I'm going to be talking about that today in, in my, uh, in my shows. And, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, they're paying you for your shows now. Put out a lot of shows. No, I'm going to keep doing my shows just the way that I always have and will. And what I'm working on for Black History Month is so important. Human History Month. It's so important that I can't just whatever for a dollar. I just can't do it. I just can't do it, you know. Uh, so my priority is in, you know, and, and here's something else that you should think about that you're thinking that I can do what I'm doing now later at some other point in time, because it's more important for me to flat iron my hair or, uh, spend time at a temp job and waste eight hours doing something that's not going to benefit the whole human race, um, you think that that's more worthy. What you don't understand is that I'm affecting things every single day. Every single day, I'm affecting your world. You don't understand it, whatever. You don't want to admit it, whatever the hell it is, is that if I don't do it today, if I don't do exactly what I'm doing right now, then, then, the things that need to happen this week, the chain action of events that would happen based upon some of the things that I said, meaning how people think about themselves, how what people think about what they've been told, what people think about what is possible and where we're going, that would change this week. If I were anywhere else, if I was working at Wendy's, they wouldn't be getting that. And that would be a week lost and a week closer to 5G where it's not even going to matter. So I understand, and what you don't understand, is how expensive every single second is. Every single second. And um, when it comes time for me to know that I can write and that I will be properly and fairly remunerated for the work that I do, which I will not be giving uh, my work away to others to benefit, not one second sooner. But when I know that and I sit down and I knock out whatever it is in record time, people are going to be like, oh, it's fairy dust. She just works so fast. No, idiot. I've been working all along, all along. I don't wait 
until that second. I mean, sometimes God gives me something in a minute. He does whatever he wants to do. But you don't, you don't see all of the time that I sow into doing what I need to do to be the creator that I need to be. You still don't understand anything about creativity. And yet, you, you think that you can try to study me and then you'll make articles in magazines. Oh, here, telling other people, oh, here's how you be creative. You, you, you try to diminish me every day. I'm nothing, what I do is nothing. All of that is nothing. And yet, you're trying to tell other people how to get, you tried to literally, you, you gave some, you tried to give somebody my teeth. You literally tried to copy my smile. Whereas all week long for the past couple of weeks, you've been trying to make me feel insecure about one or two teeth that I have on the bottom that are like, you know, I never wore my retainer or whatever, and you've been like, oh, you need Invisalign for that, and oh, your teeth, and blah, 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 all this stuff like I give a cat turd about that, and then literally, like, I, I made a note of it, but I'm like, my teeth have, oh, I've gotten so much compliments on my teeth. I had braces like two or three times. And I'm like, you think I'm sweating that? You're out of your mind. And then lo and behold, I look up. And you, you're trying to give Amelia Clark my look, and it's like really freaking ridiculous and pathetic. And maybe some people are going to be like, you don't have to call people out, and you're not being nice. No, they're not being nice. Every second of every day is a mind game. Oh, you're fat. Oh, you don't look like this. Oh, you need to do that. Like, like, like whoever it is has time to waste trying to make me uh, really looking for insecurities that do not exist because I don't give a living cat poop about any of that. I don't. I don't because I know that I can transform and create and become anything that I want to create or become when it is necessary. It's not necessary for me out in the middle of nowhere to be walking down the street like a fashionista. It's not necessary for me to look like a supermodel in my house. I could. But so if you were me and you're not, you're not a self-absorbed person, you would say, hmm, do something that's going to impact the whole planet or, you know, just be all about yourself and, you know, making this little uh, tiny bit of money. See, because what people haven't caught on yet is that that's the distraction plan for the whole planet. Have everybody completely distracted about how they look, what they've got, how they're perceived, and then no one has the time to think about who and what we are and what we were supposed to be, who created us and what we can be. The only people who have time to think about that supposedly are these thought leaders like Chrissy Teigen who has absolutely nothing on her bio, his bio, whatever. These imaginary people that you uh, create 
and pop out of the cloning centers that you give all of these props to and then you write all their articles and you produce, you use a whole team of people to create their work and then try to give them all this credit like they did something and like they're so talented. Um, the jig is up on Oz and we know that these people don't have the sense God gave a billy goat to create anything. We know that. We know they're not right. We know that what's her face, uh, what's her name? God, I can't even remember her name. The one with the mole that keeps moving around, the blood, Hadish. We know she's not writing no scripts. Come on. We know that. We know these people aren't coming up with this stuff. We know that they have round the clock people to make them look like they're so naturally this and naturally that. We know they had hundreds of thousands of dollars of plastic surgery. And then you want to sit here and try to shade me. Because I didn't, you know, because I'm like actually working on stuff that's going to like affect somebody. For real. For real. While you call somebody a thought leader who wouldn't know a thought if it slapped them in the face. Come on. You got to come on with this. I'm sorry. I am not conceited, but I am not stupid. You cannot pull that over on me, and I don't think you can pull that over on the multitude of people. I mean, I mean, maybe you can on a superficial level, but people know deep inside. And you know what? It doesn't matter what you say about me. It doesn't matter how you shade me. It's pretty hard to call somebody all these things that you call me when all I do is literally Every second, all I ever do is work for humanity. That's all I do. You don't see me um, shopping. I don't go on shopping sprees. I don't. I really don't hoard stuff. All the stuff that I have is like three generations of my family. I have uh, the things that my mother made, that my grandmother made, uh, and some, you know, that kind of thing. That's all I have. I have not shopped at all except for my basic needs to take care of my skin and some stuff for my cat. I mean, that's it. What have I bought? Or or things that are uh, related to writing, comic books, art, or movie. That's it. I don't spend my money on anything. I downloaded one movie from iTunes that I didn't even get to watch yet. That's it. That's all I spend my money on. I'm here figuring out ways. I'm not giving you all my recipes, but I know that I'm going to want to show people things with food that's going to knock your panties off. And I'm not waiting until I get up there to be like, oh, I can do this. And then they go, oh, yeah. Oh, oh everybody's waiting to hear it. No, I'm, I'm preparing in advance. I'm doing all that work in advance. When you step up to the plate to give me what I'm supposed to have, then I will be able to just dump diamonds. I will be able to dump diamonds all over this whole planet. But you're you're not gonna you're not why you think you should get something for nothing, and I should continually just break my back like Sojourner Truth for nothing. And I'm gonna be talking about that today. That whole fake game of insecurity with people to try to make people feel insecure and it's like you know what all peoples I don't care who you are if you feel ugly if you feel whatever you were made you were made by the most high okay and 
he doesn't make mistakes. So if you let somebody make you feel ugly, then, then you are ugly. Because a person that is truly beautiful knows that it's not about that. Because if, they, if you're calling me ugly, then that means there's a lot of people looking worse than I am right now. Then what do you think of them? What are you thinking about them? See, you got to look at what people are saying to you. And then, and then when, I, when I do snatch myself and I have time to really take care of myself and do whatever, when I do do that and I'm looking fantastic, then, then what are you going to do? You don't, you don't know what to do. I look at everything. I don't think that God makes mistakes. And I think that I'm very relatable like this. I am so blessed and I know that I'm blessed. And maybe maybe some of this stuff happens so that people can say, you know, so that they understand that it's not me that makes me this and this and that or whatever. That whatever I have, if I ever shine, it's because of me doing work on behalf of the, the Most High. And that's what makes me shine because I'm, I'm reflecting everybody. That's what's making me shine. It's not me, you know, they can't, you know, they know I don't dress up around here. So nobody can be like, oh, oh, it's because she looks like this. That, that's what people always want to attribute. Oh, somebody is that because they look like that. Or somebody's that because they're that race. Or somebody's that because they're uh, whatever reasons that people make up. I think I'm very relatable. I think that people that know what it's like, that they're just trying to live their life and they work hard. There's people working two jobs and they're giving their all and it's not making a difference because the, the money and uh, the prices of everything are completely, you know, anti-human getting getting healthy foods, you know, to certain people, middle middle class people. You know, I I come from the middle class so I worry about the middle class no matter where I'm supposedly at now. The middle class they're screwed because they don't have the resources that the upper classes have. They don't get the free handouts that the that the lower classes have. It's all on their backs to fill in the cracks, and not everybody has family. So somebody that's in an apartment alone somewhere eating tuna and ramen every day, and they got to hear about me, guess what? That person's not hating on me. They're, look, they're looking and they're watching my show because they're like, this chick is thriving. She is thriving with, you know, noodles and eating the same thing every day, and she's changing it up. She doesn't have money, and she's finding life incredibly interesting and, and fulfilling and, and still can laugh and joke and have a full life and go places in her mouth. How is she doing it? I can do that. How can I, how can I, how can I live my fullest with what I've got? So that person can identify with me. I think every, a person on every strata, every strata of society can, can, 
find something in me that they identify with. People that have been princesses all their life, they probably recognize somebody that's had a lot, you know. I've never really wanted for anything. Not even 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 if if I ever didn't have anything, I probably wouldn't have wanted anything. I I mean, there's nothing I'm, my my mindset is that of a creator. I don't even really want other people's stuff. I want to wear my own dresses that I create. I want to live in my own house that I build. I want to eat my own food that I make that I produce for people. You know, so I'm not I'm not like that. Everybody from every from the poorest of the poor to the rich of the rich can find some aspect of me that feels like home. So you can go ahead and talk about me like trash till the hole in the wall. It's not going to change. It's not going to change what I am. And um, you know the condition that I'm in. I'm sorry. I'm just not the kind of person to be like, I'm going to go and try to get $10 an hour somewhere. I'm just not doing that. If I can open my mouth and sing and make more in an hour than I do, you know, than some, you know, that's just stupid. So I will just, I'm just doing what I feel is a priority. The human race is a priority. Right now, there's no news, really. There's no news because they've already told us everything that they're planning and where they're headed. And now what you're really seeing on the news now are them introducing the different personalities that they're going to have carry out whatever it is that they're going to be doing. And so people that are too afraid to think will just be following all these new names and, um, you know, just still trying to survive, and it's not going to get any deeper or any bigger than that. And that's that's all the human experience is going to be. And that's why people in power have absolutely no use for people like that, because they're not, you're not really living. So whatever you want to say about me in my room, I am living through my imagination and soon to be through my writing and through my video, I am doing all of human, human experience. So I don't give a darn. I don't give a darn what these people are to these people that they get up every day. They, you know, I'm not judging them, but they, they go to a job and they do the same thing every day, all day. And if they were here one day and not here the next nobody would know anything different. Their family might not even notice. They're just here and then they're gone. Every day, my real goal is to make an impact. And, and I'm doing that. And number two, there are people on this earth that do nothing but blog. They sit all day, all day long, and they paste whack-ass fashion, and they talk about materialism and whatever, whatever, and uh, they make money off of blogging about stupid stuff, and they make enough to, you know, live their lives. And what you're trying to tell everybody is that that person is worth more than somebody like me that is going to impact how people think about people in remote places that we don't get to see. 
that we don't hear about reported on the news and people in history that we've never really been told about. And that's exactly what I do. That's exactly what I do. Because I don't hear a lot of people talking about the demographics that I talk about every day, all day. I don't hear anybody talking about the vaginas and their situations and how difficult it is. Nobody is winning any awards, no award winners talking about real stuff. No award winners talking about what's really going on with so-called African Americans that are that are totally ass backwards and don't know who they are and sitting there fighting to be something else that's going to get them deported out of the country, not even knowing where they come from, disenfranchising themselves. They don't even know. So I I don't hear any award winners talking about that. I don't hear a lot of people talking about the middle class enough, talking about, uh, the real ramifications of things that are going on. And if I'm so inconsequential, why the hell do you care what I say? Why are you putting threats? Why are you putting threats on my YouTube? Uh, Griff, Professor Griff, oh, they're going to take me out even though I did a sacrifice. Well, first of all, we know the Griff is in the game and we know that Tupac isn't dead. So what the hell is that about, number one? And number two, why are you, why are you trying to threaten me? Why are you trying to threaten me if I'm so inconsequential inconsequential and and you know I only have twenty five views on instagram and i'm I'm so you know whatever right kitten right yeah, I'm doing this for you, the human being that doesn't have the time or would would not even know what to look at. Maybe sometimes I tell too much truth. Maybe sometimes, I wouldn't even say that. Sometimes I just like, you know, when, when they put stress on me, this is, I told you, when I'm stressed, I probably tell more than I mean to about everything. So don't stress me. Because it's not good for you. Just the happier I am, the more I'm going to be talking about the beauty of the trees, flowers, the plants, and, you know, I'm going to be so poetic, and I'm going to be, that's what where my mind is. When you stress me, I'm going to start looking at other people who are stressed, and I'm going to start talking about it. So that is just a clue to anybody that thinks that they're playing a game with me you think oh oh we'll just we'll just leave her destitute when you know I know that you have ways to make sure that people that owe me could send that money and pay me and do what it is that they need to do but you think it's more fun this way and then I'm I'm really slowly destroying my hands being in this place uh itching all the time and having to do what I do so that I don't uh, scratch, and then next you're going to be talking about, oh, we want to hear you play this, this, and this. You're going to be worried about me playing different instruments. Well, the time to worry about that is not after I leave here. It's now the damage is being done on my skin and on everything else. So, you know, I can see that you st- these people still don't know my value. And if I tell you my value, it's going to upset people because they're going to be like, how dare you know your value? I have to know my value. 
or I wouldn't be here with all the people playing mind games. And that's exactly what today's show is going to be about. I'm actually going to put the show ahead, and then I'm going to put this little talk, the pregame talk, at the end. Uh, or maybe I'll do a preview for the show or something like that. Um, because uh, you, you can't believe that you're anything. Today, we're, we're going to definitely go into this whole thing. I kept wondering why certain things were popping up, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it totally plays into it. Um, this theory that I was recording uh, about uh, this guy saying how whites and blacks fought against uh, the indentured slave servitude before they created the caste system in the United States. They were both fighting together. All, all the people that were here were fighting for emancipation, and then they changed it into the caste system, and they got they got the results that they wanted. But um, one of the techniques that they do is to change how people feel about themselves. That's how they did it with the caste system. You are this, so you're better than this person. And if you constantly tell somebody, oh, your people can't learn, or your people can't uh, excel at this, 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 or that, they'll think, they actually told black people in athletics that, that black people could not beat white people in athletics or whatever. And now what are we looking at in athletics once all that nonsense goes away? So, you know... It's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, but what else did I want to say about that perception? Yeah, so today's episode, we definitely, we might do a movie on the radio with uh, some Rod Sterling from The Twilight Zone. Uh, definitely a big influencer of mine. And he has this episode. God, I just forgot the name of it. He has his patterns. He's got this episode where um, this guy is offered a job um, in a company and he's given a higher position than somebody that, you know, might be equal to his level of talent or more talented. And, um, they both work on the same team, only he's a lot more just ambitious minded. Like uh, he doesn't necessarily do more work, but he's more ambitious. Right. So he's there with his coworker and his coworker is doing all the ideas and creating all this. And every time they're in a meeting, uh, the higher-ups are always, like, denigrating his partner, you know, and saying, oh, you're wrong, and you don't know this, and you don't know that. And the guy's like, um, actually, he created everything. It's not me. And then the higher-up is, like, still playing mind games on this guy and takes the ambitious one aside and says, uh, no, you're the person that we choose because, you know, basically you're cutthroat and we want somebody that's cutthroat or that we want somebody, you have the savoir faire to really just, you're the image that we want, you know, or whatever. And so this guy, the other guy that totally is working so hard, I mean, he's just working like a dog and he's believing, he's believing all of the things that this employer is saying, you know, about himself, even though he knows that his work is good because he's being treated bad and no one's saying anything, he's like drinking himself to death and he takes himself out or whatever. And then the, uh, the, the social climber, it humanizes him to see the death of his friend, you know, 
Um, but the head of the company is like, you know, he's like, I'll just have to live with that, you know, with the guilt or whatever. Like, I don't even know if that guy had any guilt at all. But he's just collateral damage. But to me, that is such a stupid way to do business because that you just lost the person that was like <laughs> making you successful. And it's it's almost like they would rather win through bad business practices and mistreating people than um, having healthy environments. I don't understand that. It's messed up. But the way that he showed, the way that Rod Sterling as a writer, some of the things that just make me marvel at his talent is just his ability to be able to transcend um, the paradigm that he's using to tell that story so that you understand how relatable it is across many, many platforms. That is exactly what is happening to people um, in society. You know, like look at the veterans. Like they went over and they served their time. They did their due, you know, and uh, they got exposed to some things that the Army may or may not have known about. And then they come back here and they're human and they have, you know, some challenges or whatever. And then all of a sudden, they're garbage. And they, they're just the homeless. All of a sudden, they're just the homeless now. That That's the new title being put on people and if they uh you know whatever I don't know what their situations are but they keep I keep seeing videos where they show people from California that just I don't know why they get hooked on drugs but they do and um for whatever reasons and just all of a sudden you know it's not like in European countries where they're like oh okay these are still people they're just sick it's kind of just like oh they threw their lives away Oh, pity. Bye. You know, and that's how everybody is. You know, if you, you know, you got to make some right decisions in life. But I'm just saying with the Rod Sterling thing is that a real psychological mind job is being done on us right now. A real job. It's all such a farce with the fake characters and you people are so invested in these political figures and they don't understand that they're most of them ain't even qualified like really just not even qual they're not even about governing they're told what to say they're told where the where to show up they might be androids who the hell knows and people are sitting here on the internet fighting over it as if we really have a real government, as if we really have a judicial system, as if we really have, uh, you know, this government that we think that we have, so-called republic, right? We don't. It's just a, everything is fake. And I've come to realize that, is that it's all, everything is about the appearance of what it is. And literally people could be like, I am now I am Sequoia. Oh, you're a drag queen? No, I'm a tree. I'm a Sequoia. And you say, uh, oh, um, really? What do you do? And, and I say, 
Oh, you never heard of the walking trees? I'm a walking tree. I'm a sequoia walking tree. And people will be like, no, I never heard of that. And then I say, are you a tree hugger? And they say, um, no, why? And I was like, because you can hug me. And you say, oh, oh yeah, let's do that. No, I'm just kidding. But really, um, people can literally just say the sky is purple. And everybody will line up and be like, I love Prince too. Oh my God. It's so, it's purple, right? I see it. Oh my God. I see it. You know, everybody, it's the, the game of the emperor's new clothes. And if you say something, you know, they're like, they keep tell, showing me Brittany Murphy, who I guess got involved with this or got involved. I'm not getting involved with anything. I haven't said zip about border security. I haven't said zip about anything. All I said is, I'm not buying into any of it. I don't give a damn about it. I'm interested in who I am and my past lives. Um, and uh, civilization and blah, blah, blah. I'm not trying to lead any movements. I'm not trying to be Jesus. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to like make a living. And what my talent is, is to move minds through words and visuals and music and if you're going to deny me a way to do that at the level that my talent uh bespeaks then I'm gonna have to find a way to do so I'm still doing it but I'm doing it you know I could be doing it in a way that benefits a lot more people and makes a lot more people money but there's like this game is being played so it's a game that's being played, and uh, none, none of it matters. And this is the attitude that they want all of us to have, that everything is futile. Resistance is futile. Everything is futile. It's all everything. Nothing has integrity, and there's no point in life, and human beings are just a waste, and soon you're going to turn to robots, and then that, that'll be it, and the earth will just go back to nothing. If you really think that, every single day that I connect with so much around me. It's absolutely incredible. And that's just here in the mundane, I don't want to, I'm not saying anything bad about Jersey, but I mean, imagine if I could travel the world and experience all the cultures and reflect back every single morsel of flavor and culture in ways that translate to every mind and every ear and every heart. That's what my talent is. And you're wasting it. So I'm not wasting it because I'm doing, uh, I'm doing the work that I would probably want to do, you know, like, let's say I was traveling the world or whatever, I probably wouldn't have time to be pondering these things about humankind. It would be on the back burner. So you're really giving me an opportunity to dig in on this truly incredible stuff. 
I don't know why you want to destroy the world. To destroy everything of beauty and grace. I don't know why. You simply can't be human. And that might be the answer. Tyler Powers Radio.